If you're like me and fascinated by the growing industry that is natural men's skincare, then this is an episode that you simply can't miss. Dougie is one member of the founding trio behind Bondi Skin Co, an amazing natural skincare brand that helps men with their anti-aging serums. We chat about why men's skincare has risen recently, the dark art of greenwashing, and where he sees men's skincare and beauty in the next 10 years. Listen now and be sure to check out the anti-aging serums on Stride today. So tell us a bit about Dougie and the Bondi Skin Co. Uh, first, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's good to, Pleasure, it's good to be here. Um, uh, yeah, I started Bondi Skin Co. with two of my best mates from high school. Uh, we, we, we all grew up, uh, grew up with each other and, um, yeah, spent our, spent our school years together, came very close and then we dispersed after school. I've been living in New York okay. the last three years. Uh, the other two founders, Nick and Chris, were, were on the ground here in Australia. Um, the Bondi Skin Co. concept came to us about a year ago. The boys uh, had been discussing it. They were living together at the time. That's yep. Chris and Nick. And they made contact with me over in New York and, and you know, we started talking about this, this, this skincare idea. We, we felt collectively that, um, that there was a, there was a bit to do in, in the men's skincare realm. Um, we felt that, you know, there were, there were brands out there that existed catering to men, but they, they weren't, they weren't catering in the, to the needs that men desired when it came to skincare, which was, was, was really simple, stripped back, yeah. effective products. And we felt we could, we could improve on that and basically provide a solution to the, the problems that we were facing as guys that were, were interested in skincare. So the boys who had been using their partners face serums and seeing the results that these these serums were were giving to their, yep. their skin were baffled as to why there weren't any men's okay. brands sort of plugging promoting these serums. Um, so for those of that don't know the distinction between something like a serum and a moisturizer, serums are, are basically lightweight solutions. So they're they're lighter than yep. oils and creams and packed full of active ingredients. The the lightness in their consistency allows them to better penetrate the skin. So sink deeper into the skin and better address the issues that they're trying to address. So um, serums have been around, you know, for a while and, and uh, renowned as, as the Holy grail when it comes to anti-aging and skincare. So we, we, uh, we, we did our research and we were looking at the serums and the, and certain ingredients that were the most effective and, came up with this three-step process which was basically there to cover all your anti-aging needs so to combat and reverse yep. the signs of aging it's a simple three-step process three serums a vitamin c serum a hyaluronic acid serum and yep. a vitamin a serum a, a retinoid serum and basically these three ingredients were had been had been around for a while they've been tried and tested we were now just offering them to men in this simple three-step process. Awesome. Yep. So we uh, we founded, we founded, we've been, uh, it, it was a COVID project. It, it came came to light during COVID. Okay. We launched during COVID. That was, wasn't intentional. We'd been working on it um, 
we'd been working on it for ages, but me being in in New York meant that there was a, a few logistical sure. things which 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 meant that it took us a while to to actually start. Anyway, I came back home from New York March last year, and and once I was on the ground here, we we started to get a yep. bit of momentum, and ended up launching in okay. in June. So we're about yeah, just over six months yeah, old no, now. It's quite young, and yeah, so we are recording in February. So it has just been what just over six months, forty now. So it's boy, it would have been a really chaotic journey during COVID. Um, but I just want to get into now, Dougie, um, about the intentions uh, between you and your yeah, founders. Why did you believe that men's natural skincare was a market to get into? Well, we we've been observing the the rise in people interested yep. in clean beauty. Um, so that is products that aren't aren't filled with synthetic yep. ingredients. Um, people ha- in recent years have become a lot more a lot more engaged with that, and and I think clean natural products are are now valued and 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 desired by the consumers more so than ever um we look we we did our research and it's certainly it's certainly a lot cheaper to go down that synthetic path and 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 fill your fill your products with synthetic products but we we thought that part of our part of our whole ethos was 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 building a high quality product you know an australian made high quality product which which we'd be able to you know promote overseas as just that so in that sense we we went down that all natural route there are other factors as well obviously we 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 looked at the effects that uh, synthetic ingredients had um on the environment and we felt that Given again, specific to our, our brand ethos, if we were gonna if we were gonna market ourselves and 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 state that we were gonna be a sustainable brand, which we we always said we were gonna yep. do from the outset, then then we're we're better off um, better off doing that whilst whilst using sort of all natural all yeah, natural 100%. ingredients. 100%. In and, and had you been always into skincare yourself? Was that sort of a recent development in your life? Like, what's what's your relationship with, with skincare? Look, I I I dabbled in it for sure, but I never really knew yep. what I was doing, and I, I think that's the case with a mm. lot of guys, and and that's also why why we ended up streamlining our offering initially so much because we we observed all these men's skincare brands that were yep. had existed, but we're, we're we're in existence, but they really assume that that men or most men knew what they needed to buy, what products they needed to buy, and, and what the products did for their skin. Which which wasn't the case. It certainly wasn't the case for me. It certainly wasn't the case for for my two yep. partners, Chris and Nick. So in that sense, the landscape was was quite overwhelming okay. and messy. So when we were when we founded Bonai Skin Co, we were kind of dedicated to producing a really simple and effective streamlined offering, which was, was really stripped back and gave guys exactly what they needed. And part of, part of that process was, was educating yep. guys uh, regarding what the products did and, and why yeah. they needed um, them. For, for sure. And I couldn't agree more. I think a big thing 
um, you know, for a lot of men is that sort of lack of education in the industry because I know women's skincare <clears throat> can get quite complicated at times. And I think maybe, you know, men sure. um, probably feels that it's going to be the same uh, for them. And it's really cool to hear. And I really love how you kept saying, like, you know, it's that stri- stripped back version of it, just, you know, really simple, easy to use yeah. um, and sort of you know, not a lot of jargon, which I find quite easy with your product descriptions. Um, you sort of briefly touched upon my yeah. next point. So my next question in your previous answers. So women's skincare has always been super popular, but we're now seeing more and more men embrace skincare and, you know, crafting their own skincare routines. Why do you believe that is? I I just think the stigma, you know, surrounding the the, the macho-ness of, of 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 men is 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 kind of is fading yeah. away a little bit, and and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's okay to be engaged in self-care. It's okay to look after yeah. yourself. Um, and look, I think. I think, to be honest, men have been interested in that for years. They've just been held back by that that stigma yep. surrounding it. Um, so yeah, we certainly there's a few there's a there's a bit of research out at the moment. I think there was a there was an article from 2011 that was was showing that there's almost almost 40 percent of of millennial men uh, had at least one okay. skincare product had bought one skincare product and had had um uh, and had used it during a during a six okay. month period so and I, I that was as i said that that article was from a while ago so you can only assume that that's that's gone sure. up since then um so yeah we certainly are seeing seeing more of it and i think it's i think it's largely to do with with that stigma being reduced, but also just the rise in uh, the rise in self care, looking after yourself, um, health, health yeah. and well being, being such a massive thing in our world yeah, today. Yeah. I think that's definitely complemented yeah, it, it as well. I think going back to your first point about just sort of breaking down those gender constructs nowadays, where I think in the past we saw skincare as a broader society something that was more of a feminine thing to do and I'm, I'm putting those in uh, in air quotes not that anyone can see them uh, whereas nowadays I feel as though yep. it's just more of a, a human thing to do a self-care thing to do to, to look after your skin regardless of your gender so um, I couldn't agree more absolutely absolutely yeah yeah and that's the way that's the way yeah, it should that, be that's sure. I think everyone wants to have nice skin um, so yeah, yeah why shouldn't we all do our best to, to maintain that um, just moving on yeah, to greenwashing now, something that's right in the slow fashion industry as well as, you know, the skincare industry itself um, with claims of, you know, being natural, yeah. organic um, and just how, how true they are. Um, what do you look out for as a yeah. consumer and what should our consumers be aware of? So, so I, greenwashing is, is a really interesting term, which I've only come across really in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, and that was largely to do with, Start, starting Bondi Skin Co. because you know we were we were committed to being a, a sustainable brand and in doing so that excuse me in doing so that required us to do you know a certain amount of research to make sure that we were actually you know upholding the claims yep. that we were making. Um, so yeah, greenwashing. I, I came across. I, I found it really interesting the more I read about it. For the listeners that don't know what greenwashing is um it's when companies 
invest more time and money in their marketing strategy to give the illusion that their product is a green one yeah. or an eco-friendly one, as opposed to actually doing what's necessary to ensure that their product or practice mm. is sustainable. So it's when brands kind of deceive us using deceptive marketing tactics to fool the consumer into thinking that they engage yeah. in sustainable practice. Um, and the thing about it is that it can come in so many different forms. So there's, there's so many things, the consumer that we need to look out for. So it can be, you know, like as simple as a brand using the color green yeah. on their product to give Classic. the illusion that, 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 that it's a clean, green, eco-friendly yeah. brand. Um, there's, there's buzzwords that they can use such as eco-friendly, green, sustainable. And I think the problem here is, is the lack of regulation on the use of these words. That's an issue because it means that what, what you see is brands throwing, throwing those words around willy nilly. And certainly there'd be brands using these terms which adhere and uphold such yep. sustainable practice, but there's certainly yep. many that don't. Um, so I think for consumers, it's, it's, it, it's being mindful of that. I mean, certainly a lot, a lot of consumers wouldn't even know what the, what the term yep. greenwashing meant. Um, being aware of it and, and doing, the, doing the research that's necessary um, you can always you can always do research. You can look up. Uh, th there's ways to find out what brands are actually doing good things in that in that yeah. sustainable realm. Sorry to go um, off, you. I was going to say, really better the devil you know. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. One of the one of the things I'm really interested in at the moment is this whole thing about biodegradable plastic. Um, so, because we we looked into one of our products that we were looking to do uh, that we were developing a few months ago, we've since put it on hold was a body wash and that was going to come in, in a sort of 500 mil container yep. of some kind. Um, we're using glass bottles for okay. our serum, but because um, we, we, we didn't, we wanted to avoid the, the plastic realm, but using a 500 mil glass bottle for, a body wash wasn't really going to okay. be a viable thing. So, so we, we were forced to look at pl um, plastic, but we wanted to sort of use the most eco-friendly plastic that was on the market. And we were, I was speaking to one of the manufacturers and we were sold, they, they sold us on this, this thing called this biodegradable plastic, which was, you know, supposedly the new, best sustainable eco-friendly plastic that has that has um, yeah. been developed and I, I i believe the people that i was, I was talking to and i but just to make sure i did a bit more sort of research on it i spoke to a few guys in the environmental yeah. realm that actually put me off it because what they said is that you need with biodegradable plastic they need it does biodegrade, but it needs certain conditions which may not be necessarily there in, in places like landfill. For instance, it, it needs a certain amount of sunlight for the, for the plastic to actually uh, okay. degrade and, and break down. And, and in, in conditions such as a landfill, you might, not get, you might not get that specific sunlight in there. So I, I found that, I found that okay. really interesting. Um, and again, that that all just that all just came what what that re reiterated to me was the need to do research on okay. everything 
Yeah, so, and I was just going to sort of touching back that though, in terms of specific advice for customers moving forward, what would be some of those things that they should look out for? So I, I think it's, it's definitely the, yeah. the buzzwords. It's, it's the colors. So as I said, that there's, there, there doesn't seem to be a whole yeah. lot of regulation on, on brands using, using okay. those words. Um, I think, look, when you see a brand that says, says natural, what you need to understand is that they can have that on there and, and have one natural ingredient in their, uh, in their, within their whole ingredient list. So all you need to do is, is, is have a turn the bottle around, have a quick look at the ingredients to see that, you know, to, 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 to spot the synthetic ones and, um, you know, if if you are after something that's a natural product, then um, then having a look yeah. there on the ingredient list would, would would kind of determine whether you whether that product that was saying it was natural was actually in yeah. fact natural, or whether it just had one yeah. natural. No, that that is quite deceitful. And we were just chatting off air before we started the podcast, and you're talking about the difference between sort of organic, certified, and natural. Um, can you elaborate a bit about that? Cause yeah, that was, um, yeah, yeah. Quite a cool thing that, that, that you taught me then, and um, I'm sure other people get some value from that. Yeah, so look, there's all, there's, there's, there's organic, there's, there's natural. Just because something's organic doesn't mean it's natural. Um, so there's all, again, there's, there's certain certifications that, that you can, that you can get and you can look, that you can look out for. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fully up to date with all the, the, the different yep. certifications, but again, this is kind of, this is another example of where it doesn't appear to be a, a huge amount of regulation on these words. So just because something says that it's organic doesn't necessarily mean yep. that it is. So you can, uh, a, uh, again, you can have a bottle that says or, yep. organic printed all over it but and there may there may in fact be nothing organic about it there may maybe one organic ingredient yeah. within it again it's 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 up to the it's really on the consumer there to do the research and and just to not trust everything that that they read at yeah, face no, without a doubt and just for a heads up if anyone's curious to know um some cool regulatory bodies in this regard australian certified organic and that's aci.net.au um, I'll put those in the show notes. That's, that's a good resource, people who uh, want to tackle some of the things that Dougie's talking about there in making sure that you are finding, you know, genuine organic products, um, as well as, as, as you said, Dougie, checking all the ingredients because it's quite, um, quite, quite mischievous that they can claim to be organic, um, claim to be an organic product while only having one or two ingredients that are actually organic. So um, that's a really cool piece of advice. Um, just sort of moving on now to you know your views for the future of the men's skincare market. Where do you see that progressing in the next yep. five to ten years? And please feel free to to make any um, slightly outrageous ones because uh, I'd love to hear your your deepest and darkest thoughts on this matter. Yeah, I'm not. I'm look. I'm not. It's an interesting one. It's something I give a lot of thought to. I definitely think we're going to see men's skincare become more of a more commonplace. Um, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of, a lot of guys 
uh, it's going to become the norm for them to implement it. At least some some skincare routine, no matter how basic or or complex that it is. I think that's just a factor of this. Um, you know what I mentioned before that stigma being reduced. I think it could look what we're we're seeing we're seeing stuff like men's makeup come out now, which has obviously been it's it's been out for a while but it's becoming a lot more mainstream yep. now um it wouldn't surprise me if you if you start if we start seeing a lot more guys wear tinted moisturizers um but yeah no it's it, it's going to be very interesting and i'm excited to see how it, how yeah, it unfolds a, yeah and i always agree with men's makeup that's something i've been hammering to a few of my friends now that uh, i think that's going to be the norm um the next five or ten years um, then, you know, when men go yeah. for, you know, a night out, you know, might go out to a friend's birthday, that it's not going to be uncommon for them to, to put on a bit of makeup. And, um, yeah, that, that'll be a really cool development. Who knows when that'll happen? But I think it's definitely um, on in the horizon. And then for, for Bondi Skin for sure, Show for 2021, for sure. are there any exciting plans that we should keep our eyes out for? Yeah, look, we're, uh, we've got a couple of new products coming coming out. They're, uh, they're probably hopefully just a few yeah. months off. So we're excited about that. Um, we've got a moisturizer coming, which I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a great entry point for people, for guys who are, you know, just wanting to just start their skincare journey or their, a, a skincare routine with something really super basic and yeah. simple. Um, and we've got a couple of new other cool products that are on their way as well. So we're uh we're excited we've just expanded to uh we're, we're now shipping to the us which is which is great so i'll um i plan on going back there at some point run and being on the ground there to yeah. run things but you know with the current current climate as it is we're not, not yeah, sure when that'll be who knows nowadays it seems like you um you guys have achieved a lot in just six months and i think the next sort of six to twelve months will be probably even busier which is i guess a testament to the hard work of of yourself and the two founders there um, but Dougie, I really do appreciate um, your time you. today. I've definitely learned a lot of some really cool insights there going into that, that men's niche, which we probably haven't covered enough on this podcast. So I really do appreciate your yeah, your great advice here and uh, yeah, big, big thank you for your time. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean the world. If you like what you heard, please leave a nice review. And if you have any feedback or want to recommend a guest, and yes, that can include you love yourself, please email me at jordan at stridestore.com.au.